Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning to you, Rashini here, and I'm so happy to be with Dr. Hilden again this morning for Healthy Matters. We have lots to get into, Dr. Hilden, and I want to remind people, phone and text lines are already open, so get your questions in, 651-989-9226. How are you this Sunday? Good morning, Rashini. It's good to be with you again this morning. I'm doing well. Do you have a good week? You know, it's been a good week. It's been busy, but I've been eager to hear from you and your guest this morning, and I'm sure our listeners will too. Yes, we're going to talk today about an issue that each and every one of us hopefully will have to deal with, and that is aging. And so, unfortunately, there's people in this world that know a whole lot more about that than me, and we have one of them with me today. I have a guy that I learned an incredible amount of medicine from, and his name is Dr. Larry Kersner. Dr. Kersner is one of the, I would call him one of the preeminent geriatricians in our country, not in our city, in our country. That's a Dr. big deal. It is a big deal, yeah. Jerry, uh, Larry has done this work for some time, and uh, he is going to talk to us about issues around aging, senior care, how has this pandemic been affecting seniors, um, those living in their homes and those living in long-term facilities. So I am, gonna, first of all, going to greet uh, Larry. Dr. Kersner, welcome to the show and thanks for being here. Hi, good morning, David, and good morning, Roshini. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be with you and your listeners. It's just it's great to have you here. Now, Larry, you've been at Hennepin. I remember uh, I'm uh, learning from you some years ago, not that many years ago, but uh, some, <laughs> some years ago. And I remember distinctly riding in your car with you as we did home visits to people in their homes. So uh, you, have, you are literally one of those doctors that makes house calls, or at least I remember making those house calls with you. Could you just tell our listeners about what you do and what, what kind of care seniors can get at Hennepin? Sure. Thanks, David. Uh, and uh, those were uh, great fun times uh, uh, going out to visit uh, people in their, in their homes. I enjoy it immensely, and um, our uh, patients uh, love it. Their families love it. Uh, uh, we learn so much uh, about uh, them, and they learn about us as uh, physicians, uh, what we do and how we provide care. Uh, so Hennepin has a long history of uh, focusing uh, programs and providers uh, uh, on uh, senior care. Uh, programs in geriatrics began, uh, oh, in the uh, 60s and 70s and uh, uh, were recognized and, and still are uh, national leaders. 
we host training programs for uh, both internal medicine and family uh, medicine physicians, and uh, I think that's the program that you uh, were referring to. So we have uh, specialized clinics focusing in uh, uh, seniors, uh, those 62 and older, uh, a home care program, uh, linkage with uh, the home care agencies, uh, Minnesota Visiting Nurse Agency, which is part of Hennepin Health, uh, Hennepin Hospice, and they've linked uh, in uh, with uh, the palliative care program at uh, Hennepin as well. There's also a home visit program where physicians visit patients at home and linkage into hospital care. So we like to think of this as a complete and continuous health care system focused on uh, senior care issues. So... Larry, who should see a geriatrician? You know, I think many people are listening thinking, wow, that sounds great. I have an older mom, dad, brother, sister, or I'm, uh, I'm a little bit older, and I don't, I don't see a geriatrician. How can someone, or who maybe is the better question, who should see a specialist in the care of older adults like you? Like you? Yeah, great question, David. And uh, while the, the focus of uh, uh, geriatric care is on a frail elderly. Uh, we care for uh, all uh, uh, seniors. So uh, when we think about uh, aging, we think about a number of different states of health and the needs of different peop- of people in these different states of health. So there's robust and healthy and what's called successful aging. And uh, there are many people into the 80s and 90s who have virtually no health problems, uh, taking no medications. Uh, uh, then there's, uh, uh, but, but unfortunately, most of us, or, or fortunately, most of us do accumulate uh, ongoing chronic issues with age, arthritis, hearing problems, hypertension, heart disease, diabetes, etc. That's the usual uh, 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 kinds of issues that affect uh, aging. But then there's another uh, uh, framework of health, what's called frailty. And frailty is uh, uh, a, a different kind of issue. What frail, frailty brings about is a need for people to uh, want health care that helps them remain in their home, that helps them maintain functional capacity and independence for as long as time as possible. A fourth state of health is that of cognitive impairment. Unfortunately, the uh, issues of dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and that brings a different uh, set of care needs. And then issues relating to end of life. So geriatricians care for people in all of these states of health, but the focus is on uh, those folks who are frail, cognitive impaired, and end of life. We see plenty of uh, healthy and robust people who uh, want a review by someone who is uh, focused in aging issues, who is very knowledgeable about aging issues. So uh, I was in the hospital this past week, Larry, and I had a woman who was, uh, I I won't say her age because I can never give anything that's identifiable, but she was older. She was not she was older than 85 and younger than 105. And she had had a, a, a fall and an accident and, and she has bounced back up and she's walking down the hallways of the hospital. And I thought, holy cow, if I can be like that when I am her age, that would be incredible. Uh-huh. But it brought to mind what you just said. Some people are 90-ish years old or more and, and, and seem to have relatively few problems. And then others do have a few more kind of issues. So when you are, and, and there's a lot of people who are living in long-term care facilities. So all with that backdrop, I want to talk a little bit about this pandemic and how has this thing affected, in your experience, how has this affected people, um, uh, seniors? Yeah. 
well, both those living at home and those in long-term care facilities. And Dr. Kurzer, I'm going to just jump in and ask that you give us a little teaser here because we do have to take a quick break. Um, so hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll just wait until after the break. He, he can ponder that great question from Dr. Hilden. You're listening to Healthy Matters on WCCO Radio. You can get your calls and texts in at uh, 651-989-9226. We do have to take a quick break and then more with Dr. Hilden and Dr. Kersner as we look at senior care. Rashini Rajkumar back with you, and I have the honor of being the new co-host of the host of Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilden. Healthy Matters presented by Hennepin Healthcare. Today we're talking about senior care, and our guest is Dr. Larry Kersner. He has more than 25 years of experience in geriatric medicine. And uh, Dr. Hilden, as we were going to break, you asked a very terrific question of Dr. Kersner, and I'd ask maybe you just give a quick recap for us. Thanks a lot, Rashini. It's great to have you with us. co-hosting with me on Sunday mornings. It's going to be a great partnership, I know. And, okay, Larry, Dr. Kersner, how is this pandemic affecting seniors, both those living at home and those who might be in long-term care facilities? Oh, David, this uh, this uh, is uh, truly a scourge. Uh, uh, the, the pandemic means uh, that affects uh, everyone uh, throughout the, uh, the world. And, uh, uh, those with uh, uh, most uh, susceptibility uh, to uh, the infection and, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, the adverse outcomes, uh, uh, not only uh, uh, death from this, but the long-term uh, effects of this are uh, those who uh, are in, in increasing uh, age, those who are older, as well as those with uh, many different kinds of uh, underlying diseases and illnesses. And uh, uh, older folks uh, live in many different uh, settings. They live uh, alone, independently. They live in apartments. They live in senior apartments. They live in assisted livings. They live in nursing homes. So uh, it's a vast uh, uh, different kind of living settings. And uh, those uh, living settings uh, are... uh, impact the number of people they come in contact with. And the more people that uh, uh, others come in contact with, the more likelihood there is of uh, transmission uh, of the uh, uh, coronavirus, the novel coronavirus. Uh, uh, So uh, the the more dense the population, the more densely people people live in, uh, the setting that people live in, the more likelihood they are to to get this. So it's affected uh, seniors uh, immensely. Um, uh, Could you comment on what's it like? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, could you could you comment on what's it like for those in nursing homes? What's yeah. it like for those in nursing homes? Yeah. Well, uh, the beginning of this year, the middle of this year, was the uh, entry of uh, COVID virus into the long-term care settings. And uh, initially, uh, we didn't know much uh, about uh, what this uh, virus was. And uh, it spread uh, quite rapidly, and uh, uh, many uh, folks, unfortunately, uh, uh, got uh, sick with this, and uh, there was a very large uh, death rate. And uh, increasingly, as we've learned a, a lot more, we've learned about uh, isolation techniques, we've learned about uh, a transmission, who brings it into the nursing homes, and uh, the uh, uh, rate of uh, infection in the nursing home has dropped precipitously. Uh, maybe on the upswing again now, but uh, uh, much less than it had been uh, previously. In fact, uh, many homes uh, now have uh, no COVID uh, in them. 
Uh, it affects family members because of the uh, issue about uh, visiting uh, uh, restrictions and uh, recommendations. Uh, uh, the idea is to try to avoid bringing it into the facility. And now there's testing, much more testing of uh, of the uh, workers in facilities, much more testing of uh, visitors and into facilities. Uh, all the healthcare workers now are uh, tested. Uh, uh, that not only those who are particularly employed by the various uh, facilities, but those who come in. So the physicians and nurse practitioners uh, are tested regularly as well for the presence of COVID. And if they have it, then there's an isolation uh, circumstance. So I was visiting uh, someone in a nursing facility oh, about a couple months ago. It happened to be a, a regular listener to this show, so a, a woman named Jeanette that I've met many times, um, mostly because she's a listener of the show and she comes out and visits us at our state fair shows. And she was in a nursing facility, and unfortunately we couldn't even go in. And so we, we were speaking to her through the window of the first floor um, room. So my question is this, um, what what do you think – you know, and this might be speculation, but what do you think is the effect on the the mental well-being of um, adults who are in isolation? In other words, the effect of loneliness. Yeah, this is this is the uh, this is a, a giant issue. Um, the mental health, uh, not only in nursing home but in assisted living and uh, senior housing. Uh, first of all, people are uh, fearful of. Uh, 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 being infected with the virus and uh, and uh, uh, the the social isolation is a, a giant issue. We're just collecting data now, nationally and locally, about the impact on mental health. I mean, individuals it's very very clear. Uh, people are lonely. Uh, 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 family members who have visited. Uh, uh, regularly and uh, provided uh, uh, direct care and support uh, are not able to do this, and uh, it, that's why I call it a scourge. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. a terrible issue around the around the country, countrywide. So I like to. Um, I actually have trouble with the term social distancing. You know, I know it's one that came out of the public health community, and it's actually been around a long time, social distancing as a concept, at least around, you know, kind of nerdy public health people. But now every, now it's part of our vernacular. Everybody uses the word social distancing. But I like the term physical distancing better because what we need to do, I think, is we need to be physically distanced because that way we don't pass on this virus to everybody. But social isolation is not the goal. <laughs> Physical isolation is, but social isolation is not. So I, I've always telling people, oh, reach out to your friends and your neighbors and your family and, and somehow try to make some connection with people so to avoid that loneliness um, and isolation. Yeah. The uh, electronic technology is uh, a great boon. Amazing that uh, it has uh, come to pass uh, around this time that uh, we have uh, all the various tablets and uh, various uh, 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 cell phone uh, uh, and uh, computer-based uh, technology for uh, video uh, visiting uh, uh, via families, for families, as well as uh, medical care providers. So uh, that, that is a great boon. Yeah, Dr. Hilden, I'm so glad you mentioned that because every time now I hear, hear the term social distancing, I cringe because for what you're exactly saying and what Dr. Kersner is saying, people need that social interaction and it goes to their mental health. So I wish that we could all, you know, use physical distancing a lot uh, more often and even the narrative in the media because I think it would feel less isolating if that term 
got yeah, more I w- into I- use. Yeah, I wish we had never come up with social distancing because we can be socially connected even if we're six feet apart. Exactly. <laughs> I want to remind people that we have two great doctors on the phone, on the on the line today uh, for Healthy Matters with Dr. Hilden, of course, and his guest, Dr. Larry Kersner. We are already getting many texts for both of you gentlemen, and the phone lines are open, and I always promise phone calls get priority. So if you have a question for either of these great doctors, your call will get precedence over the text. But either way, do them both. The number is 651-989-9226. That's 651-989-9226 for both calls and texts. We'll be back with more Healthy Matters. Your host, Dr. David Hilden, Rashini, his co-host, and Dr. Larry Kersner. Rashini Rajkumar, back with you, co-host of Healthy Matters, along with your host, Dr. David Hilden, and our special guest today, Dr. Larry Kersner. He is a geriatrician, I hope I'm saying that right, and as Dr. Hilden told us, nationally renowned. So you've got two amazing doctors on the line here, and that's why you need to call. You need to ask them your questions. 651-989-9226 for both calls and texts. Let's go to Jim in Ortonville. Hi, Jim. Uh, my question is this. Um, I have had COVID, and I went through the isolation and, and got a notice that I've cleared, and it's been probably a month since. I have a, a 95-year-old mother who still lives uh, independently in a, her own apartment. My question is, is it possible for me um, to either uh, get COVID again or to, if not get COVID, at least pass that along to her since I've already had it? That's a great question, Jim. I'll take a first crack at the about your part of it. You are probably safe from uh, at least for a few months, but uh, can you pass it to her? Probably, this is, the word is probably, probably not, but there's so much we don't know about COVID, that it, um, it's not clear. So we usually tell people who had COVID, wait 10 to 14 days before you're around anybody. 14 would be safer. And if you had serious COVID, wait 20 days. Um, so if you really had COVID and you needed, you were relatively ill with it, anybody. But around your 95-year-old mother, that one I would take even extra precautions. Dr. Kersner, what do you think about visiting your parents who are in their 90s when you had COVID a month ago? Yeah. Um, David, your comments are are right on target. You know, this is a uh, new infection, a new virus. They call it novel coronavirus because uh, it didn't exist before. And uh, uh, really, whatever information we have about uh, uh, other kinds of viruses uh, may or may not apply to this virus. And uh, so this is an evolving area, meaning uh, information is only becoming uh, available now. And uh, the information and knowledge we gain will also change as more information becomes available. So, uh, David, you outlined uh, the... uh, a uh, prudent uh, approach, uh, 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 wait at least uh, a good number of uh, weeks. Um, uh, 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 testing, te- more regular testing is available um, to uh, uh, find out if uh, you may acquire it again, Jim. Um, uh, 
uh, available through uh, multiple other sites. Uh, the understanding is that there's some immunity uh, for some period of time, but uh, we don't know the extent of it and the, the range of it, meaning uh, how it varies uh, from person to person. So uh, safety, but uh, certainly uh, after a period of weeks, uh, probably uh, uh, should go in and, uh, and visit. Yeah, well, I had one other follow-up to that, Jim. Um, and and people who get COVID, uh, we're all susceptible to it. Whether you're 20 years old, 40, 60, or 100, we're all kind. We're all susceptible to getting it. And so your your 95 year old mom isn't much more susceptible to getting it as a 20 year old. But if she does get it, it's much, much, much more risky. So that's the kind of the difference there. So I think being exceptionally cautious around your 95-year-old mom would be wise. Great advice from both of our doctors today. You can talk with Dr. Kurzner and Dr. Hilden. Phone and text lines are open, 651-989-9226. We have lots of texts coming in, and I want to get to those, but I always promise when I'm on the air with Dr. Hilden that we will take the calls first. James is calling in from La Crosse. Hi there, James. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, 60-year-old uh, man that's in pretty good health. I would like to know what recommendations the doctor has besides exercise, uh, what he would recommend for, like, diet, uh, vaccines, and uh, any other things as we age so we actually age healthy, uh, that we uh, age in a good, healthy manner. Thanks. Dr. Kurzweil, Larry, you want to take that one? Sure. sure. Great question, James. And, uh, you know, uh, there are uh, quite a bit of uh, fairly standardized uh, recommendations for what is called uh, health maintenance uh, for uh, uh, 60-year-olds. The information we have uh, uh, is pretty secure, uh, actually, uh, to the mid-70s and uh, maybe even beyond for people who are uh, very uh, healthy. Uh, a good general internist, a family physician, should be able to help you uh, with the, the, this uh, information. There is uh, uh, issues for men for colon cancer screening, uh, which is a big one. Uh, depending on uh, the state of uh, uh, family history and other risk factors, uh, there may be other health maintenance items. Flu shot every year. It's becoming a, a flu season. Uh, a pneumococcal uh, vaccination. Uh, uh, shingles uh, vaccination, uh, depending on health issues, uh, osteoporosis screening, more for women than men, but men also can uh, can uh, uh, have metabolic bone disease. But these are pretty well worked out, and a, fa- a family physician, internal medicine physician, uh, should be able to get on the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, Preventive Service Task Force uh, uh, websites and American College of Physicians and American College of Family Physicians have detailed information on this. All right, and we can't let a geriatrician be on the show without sharing this text. This listener says, please give a shout-out to Dolores Rands, who will be 105 tomorrow. Vibrant Wonderful. Congratulations. Still wants, I love it. She still wants <laughs> to discuss today's event. So, Dolores, happy birthday. A very big happy birth month to you. All right, lots of great questions coming in for both of you. This listener says, good morning. Thank you for this interesting and informative show. Is there a test to discern the difference between dementia or depression symptoms in an elderly woman? Yeah, great question. And uh, uh, the two may coexist. 
there can be both dementia and depression symptomatology. And so uh, uh, you should always be on the lookout. We should always be on the lookout. Physicians and uh, should always be on the lookout for uh, symptoms of uh, 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 dementia, uh, cognitive impairment, as well as uh, symptoms of uh, depression. There are various screening tools that can be used for this, but uh, it isn't one or the other. It's uh, to what extent uh, might cognitive impairment, meaning dementia, be impacted by depression and worsened. Uh, functional ability, uh, ability for self-care, uh, ability to get around uh, worsened by uh, depression. And uh, uh, we uh, uh, use medications that uh, are uh, effective uh, as well as uh, various types of psychological therapy. All right. Hey, Larry, oh, it's, it's David. Um, if I could, what is there a screening test for dementia or cognitive impairment? Because People often don't know that they're getting forgetful. And then the second question, is there a screening test? And the second half of that is, is it inevitable that or normal for people to kind of have cognitive decline? Oh, great question. Uh, let me get to the normal question uh, first. And uh, these are illnesses. Dementia and uh, uh, cognitive impairment are, are illnesses. Unfortunately, they're illnesses that are increasingly prevalent, meaning they're much more common with increasing age. But it's not a part of healthy aging, and it's not invariably a, a part of aging. So frequently, uh, uh, I, uh, people come to me and say, uh, well, my dad is okay for a 90-year-old. I say, well, if they're okay for a 90-year-old, that means there's a, there's a problem, because a 90-year-old should be like a 50-year-old. Healthy aging is is absolutely healthy. Maybe some slowing, maybe a little slowing, but uh, but uh, normal cognition is normal, and uh, so uh, so we really need to be on the the, the lookout for uh, cognitive impairment and uh, uh, avoid the stereotypes uh, that we think of uh, uh, with uh, uh, advancing age as being associated with cognitive impairment. In terms of screening tests, um, yes, the Medicare. Uh, welcome to Medicare, as well as the annual wellness, includes a, a memory check and uh, a, a, a use of the hands in, uh, in clock drawing or some other kinds of tests like that. And that's used as a screening test. Uh, uh, people should be able to do that pretty perfectly. And if there's any difficulty with one of those uh, screening tests, uh, then they're more detailed uh, tests that can be done, more detailed memory tests and tests of other uh, thinking-type functions, language, how you use your hands, how you organize and uh, uh, keep a, a sequence of your thoughts uh, in order. And those are pretty standardized uh, tests that uh, uh, all uh, uh, physicians and uh, uh, health providers, uh, uh, advanced practice nurses, nurse practitioners, and uh, uh, physician assistants have at uh, their availability for this as well. All right. Well, we have so many great questions coming in. We have some callers waiting also. So we really want to make sure we get to everyone before the show ends. Dr. Hilden, time just flies with you. This is crazy. We're, we're, we're heading into our last segment, our final break here. You are listening to Healthy Matters, the phone and text line 651-989-9226. And we'll get to those calls as soon as we come back. 
Rashini Rajkumar back with you on your very local Healthy Matters show presented by Hennepin Healthcare. I am honored to be the co-host of your host, Dr. David Hilden. So many calls and texts coming in for Dr. Hilden and our guest today, geriatrician, Dr. Larry Kersner. So we'll first go to the phone lines, but get those calls and texts in. We have just a few minutes left with our guest, 651-989-9226. Rose, thanks for holding. She's calling from Minneapolis. Uh, yes, my husband is 91 years old, and we live in a senior facility. Uh, he was part of an adult daycare program, and they closed the state, suspended it, and now they've opened it again. Is it safe for him to go back there? Larry, what do you think? He has opened it. Uh, we follow state guidelines. They're the experts uh, uh, in infectious diseases and epidemiology and uh, uh, you know, nothing is 100% safe, um, uh, but uh, it, 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 the, the risk uh, should be should be minimal uh, uh, according to the, uh, the the recommendations. So, uh, uh, if if it's open, uh, take take advantage and uh, the opportunity to uh, engage him in uh, uh, all the activities that uh, he knows and loves that uh, help uh, maintain his quality of life. All right, and Mary is calling from New Brighton. Hi, Mary. Thanks for my call. Quick question. For those of us who are assisting seniors who are living independent, for instance, a 90-year-old or plus, living independently, there's about several uh, offspring, maybe four or five, that go in on occasion to assist with laundry, housekeeping, things like that, grocery shopping. We go in with masks. Is that sufficient? And as holidays come up, What's the protocol or what would your recommendation be? Uh, no gatherings or just a few? Or what's the protocol on, on this for seniors who are independent and those of us who are trying to assist them? Who they, we can't just leave them sit there by themselves. Great, great question. And uh, many uh, people are, uh, it, it's an applicable question for, for many people, for all of us, uh, uh, in fact. Um, uh, uh, the uh, physical distancing, uh, uh, of course, is uh, important. Uh, there's now the availability of uh, uh, testing uh, uh, that was uh, more uh, available than uh, had been uh, in the past. So one thing to consider is uh, COVID testing for those people who are going to visit the seniors. Um, probably a good idea. It's available uh, and uh, 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 readily available is my understanding. I have uh, some thoughts on that as well. It's David now. Uh, you, you know, anything that is indoor is a little bit riskier than outdoor. Close together is a little riskier than far apart. Unmasked is very risky. So what I, I'm telling folks is the more ventilation you can do, the better. If you can have five people in a room that seats 20, that is better than a room with five people that seats five. So the further apart you can be, certainly mask up, wash your hands, and if you are personally ill, no, don't go care for that um, uh, that senior. Um, so to the degree you can do those things. The question about Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners, and the, those are huge. Those are huge, but far apart, masked up, preferably outside. And if you're inside, just make sure people are as far apart as they can possibly be. All right, doctors, we have like 20 texts. I want to get through them 
pretend you're writing a prescription because in your responses, because we only have like three minutes total. So let's go to some of these great questions. Uh, and this person is saying he is 69. He's had vertigo for three months. First episode severe, went to the ER, getting better now just when he lies down. Medicine doesn't help. Any suggestions? Yeah, those medicines don't work very well. Meclizine and the like don't work all that well, but you can get a vestibular test. So I would go to an audiologist and get a vestibular test, and they can provide some treatments and some ideas. All right, and here's a good one. Uh, what can be done for degenerative arthritis in relation to walking? Larry? Uh, the more you can do, the better. Strengthening. Balance exercises, people frequently leave out balance. We know about strength, endurance, and flexibility. They're all different kinds of medications that can help uh, relieve symptoms. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it's uh, an illness that uh, uh, frequently does progress. Um, uh, The the joint replacement uh, surgeries are phenomenal when they can be done. Um, uh, but, uh, keep moving is the, uh, is the best advice. All right. And here is one, and I know you had kind of a similar question, Dr. Kersner, but I think it bears repeating. This gentleman says, besides exercise, what other recommendations do the doctors have for staying healthy as we age? He is 61 years old and has this question. Yeah. Stay active, stay involved, uh, stay committed, uh, have activities, not only physical activities, mental activities, community engagement, participation. This gets to also the psychological aging, uh, caring for something outside of ourselves, caring for someone, having uh, dedication becomes uh, increasingly important. This is a whole different topic, the psychology of uh, healthy aging. Oh, I like that one, though, Larry. Caring for someone outside of yourself is so um, important. So even if you're an older adult, you can help care for others. And Dr. Hilden, we have a couple questions on just immunizations, COVID Mm -hmm. vaccine. In 30 seconds or less, less, can you give people an update on that? Yeah, well, um, all people, if you're a senior, make sure you're up on your vaccines. Get your pneumonia vaccine if you're 65 or have health conditions. Get your flu shot. Now is the time to get your flu shot. And then um, whatever one you can get a hold of. If it's the high-dose one, great. If it's the regular-dose one, that's okay, too. Just go get it. Get it now. We'll keep you posted as we learn more about the COVID vaccine. It's not out yet. It probably won't be for everybody until next spring or summer. But as soon as that thing rolls out, you get your COVID vaccine as well. You both will appreciate this. This texter says, my mom, who's 92, says, motion is lotion. I think that's a slogan. we got to put that on a bumper sticker, Dr. I love that one. Motion is lotion. Movement. Yes, absolutely. Well, wow, the time has just flown Healthy Matters, so fabulous to have you with us today, Dr. Kersner. He and his oh, thank team you so offer, much. Absolutely. And he and his team offer primary care services for seniors that include a full range of inpatient and outpatient care. Schedule an appointment with him at the Brooklyn Park Clinic at 612-873-6963. And, oh, my gosh, Dr. Hilden, the time has just flown. We will be back, Dr. Hilden and I, next Sunday in the 7 o'clock hour. Make it a great week. And, Dr. Hilden, final quick thoughts. 
I hope everybody has a great week. It's a beautiful fall in the upper Midwest. Have a great week, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.